On the morning of September 2nd, the sun rose over sad and shattered ruins, where two of East Asia's proudest cities had stood just a day earlier. Homeless refugees, clutching whatever possessions they had managed to carry with them, cowered together in parks and other open spaces. Aftershocks, a few of which were nearly as powerful as the original tremors, continued to strike the area, occasionally bringing damaged structures to the ground. In Tokyo, the worst of the damage had already been done. But fires continued to burn throughout the city and would for another full day and night. In Yokohama, the firestorms had already largely burned themselves out, leaving little to nothing undamaged in their wake. To this point, the death and destruction that had occurred, while very great in extent, had at least proceeded from an impersonal source. Human neglect was, perhaps, responsible for producing an environment particularly vulnerable to tremors and fires. But the earthquake was a natural disaster. The tragedies that were to follow, while of far lesser magnitude, were all the worse for being visited by people upon each other. By combining material deprivation, confusion, and social breakdown, the earthquake and fires had created an ideal breeding ground for rumor, paranoia, and mistrust among the survivors. Across the Kanto region, literally millions suddenly found themselves homeless, including 1.38 million in Tokyo Prefecture and nearly 800,000 in Yokohama's Kanagawa Prefecture. Many of these survivors had lost not only their homes, but also their livelihoods, families, and social support networks. Food and portable water were difficult to secure, and roads and bridges that hadn't collapsed were blocked by debris. Municipal police and fire departments were short-staffed, cut off, and paralyzed, as were most other social services. In Tokyo, 121 bakehead offices, 162 hospitals, and 117 primary schools had been destroyed, and in Yokohama's commercial district, only six buildings remained standing. Thousands of convicts, either escaped or released in the face of approaching fires, roamed the wastelands, robbing and in some cases even killing with impunity, exacerbated by desperation and anxiety. Rumors of wandering bands of murderers and raiders spread rapidly from person to person, growing baroque and fantastical as they did. At Tokyo's Imperial Hotel, which had managed to survive both the tremors and the fires, manager Inumuro Tetsuzo grew obsessed with the almost entirely imagined threat that raiders and violent mobs of dispossessed people might assault his wealthy foreign guests and create an international incident.